You're listening to Engage, the podcast for Delta pilots. Today's very special guests, me, Maggie Eichoff, Chairman of the Membership Committee, and Ben Wallander, Vice Chair, Membership Committee. Here's your host, Ryan Argenta. Welcome to the Engage podcast. I'm here with the Membership Committee. This is for new hires and old hires alike, if you forgot what happened during Indoc because it was a giant fire hose, this is an Indoc redo. They hit the highlights of the Alpa Indoc. I've got Maggie Eikoff. She's the chairman of the membership committee and Ben Wallander, also part of the membership committee. Thank you both for being here. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Jumping in again, this is a recap of the Alpa Indoc, some of the highlights, things that you may have forgotten or that you need to come back to. With the Alpa resources, what are some ways to get a hold of the union? How do you find your Alpa number, your password, how to call? There's so many different ways to contact the union. When you talked about, there's so many different ways to talk to the union. That is true. There's social media interfaces for it. We've got the ACE app that we use a lot, the Alpa app our phone number. So breaking some of those down, number one, everything's based around the website. Uh, with your Alpha login, your Alpha number and your password, you can log in and access every resource that Alpha has. Expanding on the website, all of that information can be found somewhere in the mobile Alpha app. The Alpha app has some great resources. One of the newest features is the Flight Finder, which works as a flight search tool. So you can connect airline to airline, even searching cargo flights, connecting the passenger flights. Now, if you have a question for the union, because a lot of people do and they go, hey, who do I contact? We have a one-stop shop where you can call 1-800-USA-ALPA. And that sounds like a national ALPA number, but it's actually the eighth floor of the ALPA office in Atlanta. And it's the Delta MEC. They answer and they'll route your call to the appropriate person. So I call 1-800-USA-ALPA, somebody answers, and I say, I need to speak to somebody about insurance and they will route you to the appropriate place. I need to speak to somebody about scheduling question. They'll route you to scheduling. Exactly. And that's during the day we have a receptionist that answers the phone after hours, you're going to get a phone tree, but still has every single option on it. Normally you get routed over to pilot volunteers that enjoy doing their work. So you get very active answers from them. Another tool that you can use is the dart on the Alpha website that you can submit a question without knowing where it has to go to and you will get an answer. Some communication methods that we have from the union that you want to make sure you're involved with would be our pilot blast or our text caster. What this does, it sends you out messages, for example, when the bid closes, when the vacation bids are open, when you have to bid for your golden days, if you're on reserve, all of this can be done via this text caster link that's unique to Delta. So you can go in on every MEC news that comes out if you scroll to the bottom, you should have the TextCaster link, or if you go to the Delta Alpha website, you can actually find TextCaster and sign up for it. And let's just say that out loud. It's alpha.org slash DAL for specific Delta MEC or alpha.org. If you don't know, or you don't remember your Alpha number or your password, which was issued to you shortly after Indoc, there are two links on that webpage that say forgot member number, forgot password. You can click those and it'll help take you back to get that information so you can log in and then opt in or opt out of specific communications. That's a great reminder. We do have some pilots that used that before at previous airlines and the system kind of gets blocked up when you sign up for Delta text casters. We have instructions on the website on how to reset your login for that as well. You'll just need to unsubscribe from both of them and then resubscribe 
to the Delta Textcaster. But yeah, I've been capped up a lot of great resources and some of the other ones, obviously, the Engage podcast, all the social media resources. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, social media, and I'll do the normal foot stomping. The warnings we always give to new hires, be aware of Delta's social media policy, um, make sure you're being smart. Anything you say on social media can and will be used against you. So it's a great place to go for information, conversation, memes, but just be careful what you're putting out there into the world as well. One of the best places to get some information from Alpha is always in your back pocket as well. Your company iPad, always have it with you at work. As a reminder, anything that's in AeroDocs is approved reading in the cockpit. And you have all of your MEC and LEC communications. You can read communications from other bases. You can also read all of the updates for scheduling, all the index of scheduling alerts and bidding resources and help that is out there for you, easily available to find on the iPad. Maggie, I want to turn to you because as a probationary pilot, there's a lot of misperceptions of what the union can do for you. Because you really are a full union member. You're represented by the union. You have so many resources. What are those misperceptions? And let's correct those myths and rumors right here, right now. Great idea. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is people think that the probationary period is an opportunity for Delta to weed out bad apples or get rid of people so they have to be on their toes all the time. Not, it couldn't be more untrue. If you're here at Delta, you're here because Delta wants you to be here. You've gone through the hiring process. They've put you through training. They've invested a lot of money in you, and they want to make sure that you're here to stay. So you don't need to be worried about any small hiccup or things that might come up in the course of a year. Everything you learned about being a good Delta pilot, you learned in kindergarten, right? Don't lie. Don't steal. Have a good attitude. You might oversleep and miss a trip. It's fine. Call in honest and make sure it doesn't happen again. Everybody's going to make a mistake once or twice in their career. They don't expect you to be flawless. They do expect you to be honest. And that's the most important thing about that. Another misconception is that you're not covered by Alpha, and that's entirely false. You have every resource of the association behind you and the full backing of the association. All of the committees work for you. All of your reps will work for you. If anything comes up and you need their assistance, everyone is on call and available for you, just like you're a full dues-paying Alpha member. And that's a great point because a lot of probationary pilots feel they can't reach out to their elected representatives. And the contrary is true. They want to hear from probationary pilots. They want to hear from new hires. And a way to reach out to them, again, alpha.org slash DAL, log in, then go to your LEC. It's in the the drop-down menu, select your base or your LEC, and all the reps are listed there. You can email them, you can send them a DART. And if you su submit a DART, that actually will copy your reps on certain issues. So they will make sure you get the answer you need. Again, another great resource to use. Thanks for clearing that up. Another resource that probationary pilots have is the Pilot Mentor. Now, if I understand correctly, that is a company-provided program, but there's a little bit of overlap there. Delta mentors are a great resource. They're great pilots that want to volunteer and help you out. But the most important thing to remember is they are not subject matter experts. Alpha has the SMEs. We have all of the committees that can do a deep dive and are subject matter experts on every issue that's going to come up, whether it's bidding issues, part 117, contract questions, scheduling issues. Make sure you're reaching out to the Alpha volunteers for those difficult questions. Yeah, and that's a great point. So the pilot mentors, they're great. And I'm still friends with mine. I'll give a plug to Jason. He was awesome. We still stay in touch and we're on the same fleet. So that's definitely a good connection that you can have into this awesome career in this great company. 
but just realize you know, they're there to help point you in the right direction and get that information to you. Let's move on. Another whirlwind thing that I remember from Indoc was all these insurances and all these benefits and sign up for this and sign up for that. And I've still got stuff coming out of my paycheck for stuff I've signed up for during Indoc, right? Like the Delta Cares Fund, and that's fine. I'll give 10 bucks a month to the Delta Cares Fund, but those are day one things. What about complimentary ALPA benefits during your first year? I'm glad you asked about that, Ryan. This is one of the best benefits that we have as ALPA for new hire pilots. Brief overview here on it, but the ALPA-sponsored member insurance plans, we told you about the year and initial in-doc, they're completely voluntary. There's a life insurance policy, a disability, an accident insurance plan, and a critical illness insurance plan. Life insurance is pretty self-explanatory. We really encourage all of our new hires to sign up for the disability plan insurance. Right now, you're at the lowest earning point in your career. And if something was to happen and you would end up on disability on training pay or first year pay, that 50% is not going to go very far after deductions, health insurance, and all of that come out of it. So that disability insurance can be a really big benefit to a new hire pilot that's in an unfortunate situation. And the out-of-pocket costs are very low. So first-time members get this insurance completely for free. Returning ALPA members get a 75% discount on premiums, and everyone gets a discount of 50% in their second year employment. There's no time limits or time frames on when you can sign up for that. You can sign up for it at any time, and that discount is 75% for your first year of employment or free or 50% off for your second year. So it's a great resource and I really encourage everyone to look into it. And one of the best benefits too, the critical illness and accident insurance policies both pay you a yearly wellness benefit of $100 per policy. So you could actually make money just by carrying these ALPA insurance plans. That sounds like an infomercial, although it's not. Again, a lot of free complimentary ALPA provided benefits during your first year. And then the follow-on from that is you re-sign up or you can add on to those insurances. We actually have a podcast with retirement and insurance. That'll be out shortly. And that goes much further into the insurance options that you have through ALPA. What about the ALPA Emergency Relief Fund and Pilots for Pilots? Great resource that we have for pilots. So ALPA Emergency Relief Fund was set up after the first Delta furlough in 1993, set up as a way to support pilots that, you know, ran into any situations of unexpected medical bills or natural disasters and way to help them out, funded by Delta pilots. You can apply for interest-free grants or loans. And that's all on the website on alpha.org slash DAL and also Pilots for Pilots. It's a similar program run through Alpha National. So it's supported by all Alpha pilots and donations. And it works the same way. They're there to help pilots who need assistance for unforeseen medical bills or disasters in anything that might come up. And we've seen that a lot lately, especially right now during hurricane season. I know. The Delta Pilot Network is making phone calls to pilots who have been affected by these natural disasters to offer assistance to see if there's anything we can do for them and make sure that they know that those interest-free loans and grants are available to them if they need them. You couldn't have plugged it better because there is a podcast on the Delta Pilot Network. It's called When Disaster Strikes, There's DPN. So you can look for that podcast. It goes into each of those relief funds. But one thing I want to clear up is it's the ALPA furlough emergency relief fund. And that's a kind of a misnomer because you don't have to be furloughed to get those benefits, right? That's correct. They should just change the name. 
Just make it the emergency relief fund, period. harder than you think. Bureaucracy. Yep. Okay, great resources there. Again, listen to the DPN podcast, the retirement and insurance podcast. It's called Mo Money, Mo Problems. You can look for that on Spotify, Apple, where all the engaged podcasts are found. Let's move on to Ben Wallander, the man with many hats, although he's not wearing one at all because he's hats off for a new contract. But Ben is also the chairman of the Jump Seat Committee. That's an important topic and a great resource for all of us. Ben, take it away. Jump seats, please. Sure. So when new hires come in, we have a lot of pilots coming from military or from backgrounds where you don't have access to that jump seat. We really have to talk about what jump seating is. The ability for us as pilots to ride in the flight deck of other airliners using that reciprocal jump seat agreement. Some of the big things we really like to push out there for a jump seat is that you are a crew member when you're jump seating in the United States on a U.S. carrier. So that means when you go on that aircraft, you can't consume alcohol, you're a crew member. When you go on that aircraft via the jump seat, you know, they assign you a seat in the back, you still have to check in with the captain. So whenever you go on that plane, go left, talk to the captain, ask for a ride. That's the biggest thing that we get complaints from other airlines messaging us about is pilots coming down to the aircraft and saying, I'm going to ride your jump seat today. You always ask, hi, I'm Ben. Do you mind if I catch a ride with you today? Yeah, professional courtesy. Exactly. And it's also a requirement from... Uh, the PIC does have to know you're yeah. on board and it is the PIC's jump seat. And we don't want to give up any privileges that we have as a PIC. We don't want the gate agent to think that they control the jump seat. Here's a fun fact. You can jump seat on Air Canada and they're the nicest people in the world. You brought up a great topic. You can jump seat on a lot of carriers. So Air Canada, if you want to go ride a DC-3 or a DC-6, head up to Alaska. You can ride on Everett's Air Cargo. That brings up dress code. So most airlines, business casual or your uniform. Now, inside of the Alpha app, there's a section that talks about every airline's individual policy. And we keep that up to date. When you're logged in as a Delta pilot in the Alpha app, you're going to see Delta-specific information. So I was talking to Everett's Air Cargo. If you read about them up in Alaska, you don't have to be business casual or uniform to jump seat with them, but they do say that if you're just going out on one of their milk runs, you might be asked to help unload the airplane with them. So be ready for that. Cool. So all the information's there and it's inside the Elpa app. And it's a, just another plug for the Elpa app here. If you're logged into the Elpa app, you have this immense wealth of resources at your fingertips that you don't have to continually try to log in online for. I actually had no idea I'm going to plug that in. I really didn't. And now, especially with positive space supposedly coming to an end here soon, jump seating is going to get more prevalent. You want to make sure you brush up on jump seat topics. If you go in the FOM, we have a whole jump seat section that tells you about how long you can list for the jump seat on a Delta aircraft. Some of the big things that people are bringing up now when they're losing their positive space is how do I get to work and how do I make sure that I'm protected? And you've kind of got two policies. So you've got the FOM, that's 3.4. You look at it, that's our unable to commute. And that's Delta saying, hey, if you have one option, whether it's Delta or OAL, and you are listed for that and you've checked in for that flight and you don't make it, you call a scheduler and say, Hey, I tried to get on that flight. They're going to look into it for you and make sure that you were listed. And then they're going to put you on your backup flight. As long as the backup flight is a Delta or a Delta connection flight. Now in our contract, you want to make sure that you're protected. So in a section 23 X, it's going to talk about the parameters that you have to follow to make sure you're within the unable commute clause. So that's going to talk about how your flights have to be two hours apart. Both these used together 
ensure that you're not going to get in trouble if you don't get to work. Now I'll put an asterisk on that. You won't get in trouble as long as you're not doing this every single trip. Both policies are not designed to be used every time you're commute, commuting to work. You still have to be vigilant and look at your flights. If you have your two options and both of them are in the middle of a hurricane, the company's probably not going to look at that as being the best commuting options. And there's a, another small asterisk in the FOM that says you might be contacted by the chief pilot. Of which you'd be represented by. You're covered under. Because <laughs> even as a probationary pilot, you were represented by your output representatives. So no sweat there. That was a lot from the jump seat committee from Ben. He's an expert on all this. Again, when you have questions, you call your mentor. You call the jump seat committee, send a dart. This is all through the alpha.org website. A lot of references to the FOM. We can help you through that. Don't panic. Know that you can jump seat. Yes, positive space, possibly coming to an end. Ben, thanks for summing that up. Jump seat questions. Go to alpha.org slash DAL. There's a jump seat page and the alpha app, which I'm looking in right now because there's a lot of cool resources for Delta pilots, jump seating on other carriers. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. I'm just going to throw in one more thing about jump seating. As a Delta pilot, we have the ability to sit in the Delta flight attendant jump seat on Delta metal, which that is massive benefit for us because it's going to allow us to fill up that plane as much as possible. We're going to have other airlines, Spirit, JetBlue, United, as a professional courtesy to our other pilots, we can go to the gate agent and say, Hey, I would like to go sit on that flight attendant jump seat. As long as there's not a Delta flight attendant already on that jump seat. You can sit there as a Delta pilot and then the spirit pilot or the United pilot. Uh, like flight deck. Okay. Yeah. So Delta pilots can sit in the Delta flight attendant jump seat. You see a spirit pilot trying to commute to work. You say, Hey man, I'll go to the flight attendant jump seat. You go up in the cockpit. Now you're just accommodated. And exactly. if you do that one good thing, chances are it's going to come back to you at one point when you need to commute somewhere. Absolutely. Plus you don't have to ask for a bathroom break. You can just get up and go. Exactly. Let's take a break here. Back in 30 seconds. Stay with us. This episode of Engage is brought to you by the Delta MEC, your local representatives, and the Ace for Unions app. Download today through the Apple and Android app stores. Okay, mill members and military leave Maggie Eikoff. Right, we're still hiring a ton of military members. And first and foremost, we always just thank them for their service. I appreciate what you've done for us, done for our country. We have a whole committee set up to help support you and support you in your transition to airline life. So the Military Affairs Committee and Jeff Billingsley is the chair. They're there to answer your questions about mill leave, point you in the right direction to, to the FOM 27.5 to make sure that your commitments and your leave is all supported by duties and travel and give you those resources you need. And if you have any other questions that come up, you can always just throw a dart to the committee. Okay, awesome. And then it looks like you brief PBS, scheduling. These are really important things that everybody wants to know. How do I bid? How do I fly? How do I get, what can scheduling do to me? Can they do that? So I'll plug this. We have podcasts from the PBS committee. There's an intro level bidding. It's called Bid What You Want, Get What You Want. Highly recommend that. They're also coming out with a series of PBS podcasts of best practices and some strategies of how to use PBS. So look for those in the Engage podcast lineup. Scheduling, same thing. There's a three-part series already in there and more to come from scheduling. And that is, can they do that to me? What if I'm in this scenario and scheduling is telling me? All of those things are worked out in the podcast and I will plug 
the PBS reference handbook, that's the handbook of how to bid, and the scheduling reference handbook, the translated plain English version of the PWA for scheduling, both of those live in the company iPad in the Alpha folder. Highly recommend going to there. And they are source documents. So if you cite those to the company, then they stand as is, just as the PWA would. Yeah. It's as good as the contract. If you, if, yeah. And I think the important thing is if you don't have the PWA reference, but you are on the phone with a scheduler or a scheduling supervisor and you say, sir, ma'am, I'm in the scheduling reference handbook and it says this, that stands as gold. Pan, another podcast. This is the Pilot Assistance Network. This is near and dear to my heart. I appreciate their services. Again, go back and listen to PAN. Let's plug the peer-to-peer -peer services that Alpa has, including AMAS and PAN. Maggie. Yeah, so AMAS and PAN both fall under the Aeromedical Committee, and the Aviation Medical Advisory Service is available to all Alpa members 100% free of charge. And they are a team of former aviation medical examiners, AMEs, that have given up their certification to the Department of Transportation. So they are experts on anything and everything that involves a pilot's first-class medical, but they are not beholden to the DOT or reporting any information like that. So they are a great resource for asking questions about what kind of medications can I take? I might be facing a diagnosis that could affect my medical. What should I do? And if you ever lost your medical, they have a team that can help you get your medical back as quickly as possible. They will help you build a case file on all your surgeries and medications. That way you're not hunting for that when you go through that FAA reapproval process. They will have it all set up for you, ready to go, and get you back in the cockpit as fast as possible. So let me get this straight. I go to a doctor and they say, you know, you need to go on this medication. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can. I call AMAS and I say, hey, my doctor is recommending I go on this medication. They have all the answers and they say, oh yeah, you're fine. You can fly with it or no, you can't. You probably shouldn't take this medicine. They'll help you through it. They can help you with medical certification questions. And if you've lost your medical, they can help you back. 100%. They are. And what does that cost? So it's completely free of charge for Alpha members. We have partnered with AMAS and it's available completely free of charge for all Alpha members. Awesome. We love free stuff. While you're keeping it rolling, how about Pilot Family Matters, PFMC? Pilot Family Matters is a great committee that we have set up. It's probably one of the newest committees we have on the Delta MEC. And they cover every aspect of a pilot's life that is not life on the line. We know you're a pilot 72 hours a month, but you're a husband and a wife, a mom, a dad, 720 hours a month. And we want to make sure we're covering all of those resources. So if you are ever looking at adoption, FMLA, medical maternity or paternity leave, divorce, any one of those issues that's going to come up on your whole life, the Pilot Family Matters Committee has created a guide on the website on alpha.org slash DAL under the Pilot Family Matters Committee page and have broken down each one of those issues into easily digestible information that you could possibly need. Definitely go to Pilot Family Matters Committee page and check out those resources. And that's, again, alpha.org slash DAL, Pilot Family Matters. And I do want to say state sick applies to far more bases than you would think, especially with family leaves and certain state provided issues. It's a bit complex, but dive in there. Again, reach out to your mentor, your rep, reach out to the union. Pilot Family Matters, a great service there. Let's talk about professional standards. Professional standards is an ALPA provided program. Ben, take it away. Absolutely. So, I mean, everyone says pro standards in their interview, 
I think every interview prep company says you have to answer a question on your interview with professional standards. So everyone comes in knowing it or knowing that it exists. But professional standards is there when you have interpersonal conflicts in the cockpit that can't be resolved in the cockpit. It keeps playground issues on the playground. When you call them up, you're going to get connected with a fellow Delta pilot that's gone through professional standards training. So you're not talking to somebody at the company or someone at another airline. You're talking to fellow Delta pilots that are there to help you resolve these issues. Big thing to remember though, the issues are confidential, but they're not anonymous. It's best to bring that issue up in the flight deck initially. Pro standards is after you've talked to the other pilot about the issue. New hires that come in, if you're coming from a non-union airline, you might be used to going to a chief pilot office to talk to a chief pilot about an issue. At Delta, chief pilots love professional standards. They will say, hey, hadn't brought this up with professional standards yet. If it can't be resolved there, then we'll figure it out. Speaking of ASAP. So our ASAP program that we have at Delta is fantastic. It's grown. Our Central Air Safety Committee, one of our largest committees in ELPA, administers this program in conjunction with the company and the FAA. So ASAP is there not only when you mess up, but they like to talk about how it can also be if you notice something. For example, if you're taxiing in and this taxi line is really close to an old one that's there and it's not completely worn away, that can be an ASAP. It doesn't just have to be something that you messed up on. You can go on DeltaNet, so it's all under that form section in my division. So you have one stop shop for all those forms. So now you're on DeltaNet login. There's a drop down or there's a section for forms. Yep. And they'll find ASAP. Correct. You also have it on your iPad as well. Great. And should I be afraid to file an ASAP? You shouldn't be afraid to file an ASAP. At Delta, ASAPs are non-punitive. When they look at these, they look at how they can actually fix the problem. And just to clarify, if you get a phone call about an ASAP, it's going to be from an Alpha volunteer, not the company. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. ASAPs, early and often. All right, so new hires to Delta, you've gotten your in-doc, you're looking forward to training, you're trying to learn your new airplane, you're focusing on that. Let's talk training and training committee. Who to call if you have issues with training scheduling, like how does OE work? What if you have a personal or family issue during training? It's like, oh my gosh, I finally made it to Delta and now I've got a wedding or a family member is sick. How do I get help in this scenario? Well, that's perfect. We covered training in that new hire brief and it's at the end of our briefing, which is after your first full week of in-doc. So you've gotten fire hose after fire hose and you just found out when your training is. So everyone's worried about making sure that getting enough time to study, whether you have six weeks off or a week off. So the training committee has a bunch of slides that people are taking pictures of. Big things that we cover with training committee is call them early if you're having any kind of problems. So say you go through a sim and stub your toe, that's fine. Delta's not here to weed you out. If you have a positive attitude about it, you're going to be just fine. But once that happens, call the training committee so that way they can help you. They can't do your homework for you, but they can assist you in how to complete it. So I would get a hold of the training committee through 1-800-USA-ALPA. You like that 800? Well, it's so easy. It's one-stop shop. It's a one-stop shop. And then you say, I need to speak with somebody in training. You'll be routed to the training committee. And then you can tell them your issue. Like, hey, I've got a sick family member. I'm in the middle of training. A little bit stressed. I need your help. And they will help you. They'll call the training planners. They'll sort this out. This is not a big deal. Absolutely. And they do say some people assume if you have an E-period on a Saturday night, you're not going to be able to get a hold of somebody. What you can do for the training committee, you can submit a dart to that training committee and they always have somebody available and they're watching emails that come in 
darts that come in. So you can get a hold of them all the time. And you can find a lot of this information. I think it's actually episode one of Engage. We talk all about this with uh, the training committee. Awesome. It's called the New Hires Perspective episode. It was our pilot, pun intended, our pilot episode of the Engage podcast, but uh, you can always go back there. So again, welcome to Delta. This is a huge step in your career. This is a huge thing. We warmly welcome you to Delta, to the Delta MEC. We love having you here. You've got a million resources. You've got a ton of people who care about you and they care about your well-being and your career, and they're all here. And I'll plug it again, 1-800-USA-ALPA. I'm kind of kidding, but there's a number of resources that you have here as an ALPA member. Maggie, let's wrap it up. What does the union need from new hires? Your union needs to be engaged. Uh, And the good news is if you're listening to this podcast, you are. You're obviously paying attention to the news and the resources that were given to pilots. So keep that up, be engaged. Wear your Alpha lanyard, wear your pens. Uh, If you're on probation, you can't wear the green lanyard. You have to wear your hat. We wanna make sure you're following all the rules and that we're protecting you. But show your support by wearing the Alpha lanyards we gave you in doc and wear your Alpha pens. Stay up to date. Read those Alpha emails. They're all in AeroDocs. Again, that's approved reading in the flight deck. So stay up to date on what's coming out there. And I think one of the best things you can do is get to know your reps. Give them feedback. They represent you. They work for you. Let them know what you're thinking. Tell them the good. Tell them the bad. Tell them the ugly. And thank them for their service because they are out there working hard for you. It's a thankless job for sure. 100%. But they love hearing from probationary pilots because you are the newest to the airline, the newest to the company. And oftentimes the new hires or the probationary pilots have outside ideas. They have fresh ideas, fresh perspective. And so that is helpful. Right. And you've got the longest time here on the seniority list. So, you know, you want to be able to affect change and make a difference and make sure that our contracts and our representation is working for you going forward. Totally. And that goes for this podcast as well. If you've enjoyed this, if you have ideas for future podcast episodes, we always listen. I respond personally to every dart that you send to the Engage podcast. It's dart.alpa.org. You'll hear that jingle at the end of the podcast as well, but submit us a dart. Let us know what you're thinking and give us some feedback on this podcast and others. We'd certainly appreciate it. Maggie Eikhoff, Ben Wallander, thank you both for everything you do for all of us, especially for new hires, people new to the company. Thanks for being here and thanks for doing this. Thanks for having us. This has been Engaged, the podcast for Delta Pilots. Thanks for listening. My name is Ryan Argenta. Stay safe and keep the rubber on the road. You're listening to Engage, the podcast for Delta Pilots. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platform and receive notifications when a new episode is available. 